Hello, and happy Friday. It is September, I do believe, and I have a Martin guitar in my hands, doing another episode of the Honeycut Scenario with me, your host, Craig. Number 65. Pretty much a year after I decided to launch a podcast to connect with friends that I don't see very often. I was feeling that melancholy of summer going into fall and missing those who are no longer with us. And I thought, you know what? Let's connect. Let's talk a little bit. Let's find out what's going on. So welcome aboard. I hope you have some sort of a a drink. I hope you're being good to yourself wherever you are, whenever you are, and that life is being good to you and you are being good to life. And if it sucks, hopefully it doesn't suck very hard for very long. Um, Let's see a couple of things. The weather here on the Outer Banks has been awesome this week. It got cool and it got beautiful and then it started to get a little hot again, but it's been sunny. It's been just the right amount of sticky. Um, And what's interesting is that the Labor Day weekend on the Outer Banks is a crapshoot because towards the end of August, you can start to have storms come in. You can have blows. Uh, you know, a lot of times I can think of Labor Days down here as being sort of non-events because it's like, you know, blowing off the ocean. It's not like super nice. It might rain. It's like super windy. Um, and we are getting into hurricane season. So uh, it's very dynamic down here. So what's happening right now is not that. It's actually very delightful. It's in the high 80s. It's sunny. It's very friendly out. The ocean is gorgeous. I got in uh, day, yesterday, day before yesterday, and it was just like awesome, like clear, like blue waters coming in from the Gulf Stream, and it was awesome, and it was like the right temperature, and it's just like, man, what a battery recharging scenario it is to get into a very gentle ocean. Um, so I was super grateful about that. Uh, school has started, so if you're a parent out there, uh, woo, free at last. Good for everybody, right? Uh, even my seven-year-old, she's like, dude, I don't want to go to school. However, I want to get out of here. Uh, so that's cool. That's called progress. We're into pro- the right kind of progress. And uh, that sort of uh, leads me to, I guess this whole podcast is about podca- pro- podcast, progress, podcast, so podcast, pro- um, about progress and trying to articulate some things. And there's a phrase that came up for me. Uh, that I'll talk about here in a second. Because I realized I just skipped over the music part as I was talking. Uh, I like to talk about music because I'm a musician. Whoa! Um, and the band Everything that I've been in forever, my boys uh, were playing Hampton, Virginia, September 24th at the Vanguard Brew Pub and Distillery. It's a beautiful building, old armory building. Uh, they make their own liquor and beer there. Uh, apparently, the owner is super cool. Gorgeous building, and we wanted to play in a brew pub experience. So the band wanted to play in a setting that is, you buy tickets, but it's sort of informal. And we wanted to kind of feel that pub, big pub feel, rather than just doing showcase clubs, because we're trying to experiment uh, with where our audience is. And Hampton was always sort of a forgotten about city that we loved to play, where people came out and had a blast. So we wanted to honor our roots and return to that city. And our friend Joe, who used to book the Insect Club, books this venue. So if you live in the Tidewater area or Richmond, the Vanguard Brew Pub and Distillery on September 24th. 
spread the word. If you have friends who like music, we have a great band going. We're excited to be with people and to make vibration and play music and congregate because that had been taken away from all of us for a few years. So it's beautiful to get together with people and celebrate. So September 24th, if you live in Annapolis, October 22nd, we'll be playing the Ram's Head on stage. That show is selling quickly, so get on those tickets. First time ever playing in Annapolis. That's my hometown, so I'm excited about it. And then we just announced November 5th at the Broadberry in Richmond. And uh, the Broadberry is a very cool club. We feel like it's the right size for our band as we get our feet under us again. So come on out. I'd uh, love to see you in Richmond, love to have a good show of people so that we can one day um, play the bigger places. Um, but the Broadberry is plenty big for us right now, and it's a beautiful club, cool owners, and excited about that. So that's the music part. Back to the catchphrase, right? Catchphrases for the podcast. So the phrase I was thinking of uh, is something that I heard uh, going to AA meetings early on. thing about like alcoholics is, you know, they're great at like one-liners, like hooks. It's interesting that I'm a songwriter and I write hooks and that you go to AA and it's lots of like catchphrases. And one of them is, uh, it works if you work it. I'm talking about the 12 steps, right? And it's funny because it's like, you know, the addiction is steeped in heavy judgment, right? You're judging yourself, judging the world. Nothing's good enough. Nothing's right. The past is weird. Like it's all just wonky. So let's escape, right? Let's put something in our body that gives us the out. And there's jadedness in there, right? So like, it works if you work it. You're like, you know, like the jaded mind. And I was thinking about that came up because I, I realized there's, I was reading some book, Maybe it was like an older book on like coaching or self-improvement or something. And it was like, you know, at first it was an older book and you're like, okay, this is old. And then sometimes it's like there's great stuff hiding in plain sight, right? Like our our judgmental mind will dismiss something because it's so obvious or simple or you don't like the messenger. And there's so much great information that is super helpful if you just say, oh, no, that makes sense. I'll just do that. Right, clean your room, meditate, eat right, exercise once a day. You know, things that can get so complicated in our world, but it's like, hey, you know what? It it works if you work it. Like if you just listen to instructions, sometimes it totally works out, right? And for me, so here's and so I'll tangent before I get into some more of the stuff. So I'm famous for not reading directions. And like, I've always wondered how to cook beans because, like, I was like, I don't want to cook beans right. You boil them. Instant Pot's great for beans, by the way. So it's sort of, you just go there and like watch a video and they'll teach you how. But when you buy like a dollar bag of like red beans, if you turn it over, it tells you how to make the red beans. And I one time, like, was within the last year. So I'm not the brightest bulb in the box. So I was like, I'll read the directions on the back of the beans. And it's like, here's what you do and you boil it for an hour, let it sit for an hour, whatever it is. And I follow the directions exactly. And the beans were great. And it was like, what is going on with this? Like four lines of, con- of instructions on the back of a plastic bag on a bag of a dollar beans. Maybe they're $2 now with inflation. I don't know. And it was amazing. It was like, <laughs> it was like, hallelujah. And it's interesting because as an artist, as a musician, somebody who comes up in culture, who tries to create things, 
there is this ruthless discernment that goes with culture, where you're like, this is good, that is not good, right? You, you're, you're angling towards being great at something, and therefore you have to try to differentiate yourself, so therefore you have to be kind of ruthless. And there are people in the culture business, and any kind of really, imagine any kind of business where there's flow and power and cash and stuff like that. Eventually there's gatekeepers, right? Whether you're an editor, whether you're a, back in the 90s, it was program directors for radio stations, um, if you're a film director or something, you become a gatekeeper. And then when people are trying to get through that gate with their hopes and dreams, the person who's the gatekeeper can get very jaded, right? It's one thing about fame that's really hard is people are always kind of coming at you with stuff good and bad. And what happens is you have to just start to get ruthlessly judgmental and and close your aperture down. And that jaded mind will make you dismiss a lot of things because you're just jaded all the time, right? And success sometimes does that too, where you're just like, you're not going to go back to it works if you work it because maybe you figured out something that works for you and anything that's not that, you know, it's not good. But it's just that, that jaded mentality. And what's interesting is that we all have that inner judge. And that's some stuff that I've been studying lately is about the whole judgmental mindset and the difference between judging something and being judgmental. Because you have to judge something, right? You have to, we're all making choices all the time, but then that whole judgmental thing of like the negative emotions and the things you get caught up in that are limiting when you're trying to also just control your experience in the world by discernment, um, it's such a fine line. So the whole idea of like it, it works if you work it like looking at those simple things and being curious enough in a moment to accept the simple truth that's in front of you. And we're surrounded by that simple truth, but it's, it's, we're being overwhelmed by digital media. So you're just kind of constantly seeing like everything from a squirrel suit jumper to somebody doing a TikTok dance to a life coach telling you like, Hey, here's these things. And then you look at them, you're like, well, that's the four agreements you're basically using. And then blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well, let's look at the four agreements. Oh, well, that's amazing. You know, like be impeccable with your word being the first one, which is like, holy crap, it works if you work it, but you have to pay attention to working it and not being jaded in your judgmental mind that takes you out of that. But holding on to discernment so that you're not overwhelmed with BS. And it's interesting because now with the amount of digital stuff that we have, we can input and we can, that we get input and we can also become input for other people, right? Because you can get on social media and do whatever you want. And then there's so much noise and that we all become gatekeepers, right? So it's easy to be jaded looking at social media and being like, yeah, I get you're an influencer. Okay. Yeah. I get you're vegan. Okay. I get that you work out. Okay. I see that you're a super mountain climber and jump off the top of a mountain. Oh, I see that you're a math genius. Oh, I see that you're surfing. Oh, I see, see, see. And these are all experiences that people are having and they're just singular and some are good, some are less awesome, so to speak. But it's still overwhelming. So that gatekeeper comes out and it's like that jaded mind. And that's a whole thing with like culture, which is like, hey, this is good. This is less good. And so to surrender into the curios- curiosity of things and simplify and just go, hey, it works if you work it, right? Do the small things well. Keep it simple. Like that's another AA term. Keep it simple, which is like, yeah, yeah. You see somebody's bumper sticker, you're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. But no, it's the truth, right? Keep it simple. And we're surrounded by the things that will allow you to say it works if you work it. But it just gets so clouded 
by the noise in our minds, the noise in our media environment, our life environment. And it's interesting because it works if you work it, really comes down to those first principles. And I, the more I look into digital media, because I work in digital marketing and creativity and production, the more things change and the more things get advanced, because now digital marketing is also algorithmic, right? It's, it's these machines that are kind of almost ahead of, of yourself, right? You, you send out these waves of predictability to sort of control trigger points for messaging, which is only going to get more advanced. So the more that stuff gets advanced, it's more almost like the invitation is to work on first principles, the real core stuff of the experience that we're having that allows for that grounding, right? So it works if you work it and then you have to pick out what it is. But a lot of times that's like the basics, right? And the great religions, the great spiritual tomes, the like, it's tome, tome. I always feel weird saying tomes, T-O-M-B-S, like big books, tomes, not tombs, because I guess a body goes into a tomb, but a body of knowledge goes into a tome. And just, you know, looking, there's all kinds of wisdom out there. You know, you got that part covered. It'll make sense to you as it comes up. But the whole idea of it works if you work it. I really love that. That's really resonating with me right now on this Friday. And, you know, I never say these, I never use words in these podcasts because I know what the hell's going on. I'm trying to articulate something that's a reminder to myself. So that's a little bit of what I'm thinking about. And one other thing is how that relates to yoga. And I was thinking, looking at the sound today was very quiet. And the whole idea that yoga is the cessation of fluctuations of the mind, right? It works if you work it. So all these systems available to us for first principles, for core, that'll give us that mojo when we're on the go. So now I think that's all I have. No more tangents. Only Friday goodness. I hope you're good to yourself today. I hope you have a blast, whatever you're doing.